if I can have your attention for two seconds and it makes you laugh and then you can like it and maybe tag a friend and make them laugh and that ripple effect goes like around the world, that's something that um, is way bigger than, than me and, that, and I'm just grateful to be able to do that. Hello, yogis, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dharma Talk. I'm your host, Henry Winslow, and this is episode number 49. This week, I interview Pedro Luna, and although you may not know him by name, chances are if you've spent any time on the Instagram, you've most likely encountered him under his moniker, the globally recognized Instagram account at Yogi Memes, which is just a hilarious account that drops all too relatable yoga jokes. And... Pedro and I got connected because we were both watching the same live stream from uh, Yoga East Austin, current sponsor of the show. And he was cracking some jokes, as he is wont to do, and I found, I found them funny, so I sent him a message, and it turned out that we had all of these mutual connections. We had a lot of friends in common, and that turns out to be actually a point of conversation in our interview. Pedro tells us about how infusing lightness and humor into the online yoga conversation has actually led him to some of the more profound benefits of yoga, namely deep connection and community. We also talk about balancing professional duties with creative expression and striking the right balance between those two to create space for new rewarding opportunities. And finally, we talk about this idea of holding space and what that means in a group setting, individual setting, and how the path to healing others can be much simpler than we think. So all that is coming up very soon. Please stay tuned through these announcements and we'll dive into my interview with Pedro Luna. This episode is brought to you in part by Yoga East Austin. I can't tell you all enough how much I'm looking forward to heading back to Austin for five days of rocket yoga with rocket trailblazer David Kyle. The host studio, Yoga East Austin, is tucked into Austin's hip east side, making it convenient for nearby Airbnb rentals, shops, and restaurants galore, all within walking distance of the yoga school. I lived close by during my time in Austin, and some of my favorite things I miss the most, which I'm sure you'll enjoy too, are trying out all the unassuming neighborhood taquerias, taking walks along the banks of Lake Austin, and of course, catching the sun and taking a dip at Barton Springs. Even though the training starts early and ends late each day, you'll still have time to enjoy the tacos and the Austin vibe because David encourages a full two-hour lunch. I hear David himself is an amazing communicator and a fun and dynamic teacher who will keep us thoroughly entertained and engaged throughout the intensive. He's teaching all the classes himself with the assistance of my old buddy and local Ashtanga teacher, Hill Perez. As for the yoga space, Yoga East Austin's vibe is light and natural with floor-to-ceiling storefront windows that span the yoga room. We'll be flooded with natural light and surrounded by green plants and healing crystals. Each changing room is equipped with showers and all the amenities, and the staff is well-prepared to make you feel totally at home. To learn more about Yoga East Austin and the Rocket Intensive from April 24th to 28th, be sure to check out yogaeastaustin.com slash rocket. 
and for my New York yogis. I have several workshops coming up in the city this month that I hope that you can join me for. On March the 2nd, I'll be teaching a sun salutations workshop at Yoga Fitness Herald Square. On the weekend of March 23rd and 24th, I'm teaching back-to-back workshops at Yoga to the People, St. Mark's. Saturday, hips and twists. Sunday, backbending. And then on March 30th, also a Saturday, I'm teaching the locks and keys to arm balancing and floating at Three Jewels. So if you'd like to sign up for those, please do so at henrywins.com events. What's your purpose? What's your vision? What mark will you leave on this planet long after you're gone? I'm Henry Winslow, and you're listening to Dharma Talk, the only podcast where I interview inspirational yogis on how they're changing the world in their own unique ways. Whether you're still searching for your purpose or already walking the path, I hope these stories get you excited to live your dharma. Hello, Dharma Talk community, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I've got a special guest, Mr. Pedro Luna. Pedro is a South Florida-based yoga instructor, co-coordinator of the largest outdoor yoga event in South Florida, Yoga Fest FL, and the creator of the hilarious and globally recognized Instagram account at Yogi Memes. Ever since Pedro took his first yoga class, he knew he wanted to teach yoga and serve the world. His classes are geared toward all levels, as he believes yoga is for anyone and everyone. Pedro's mission in life is to share the gift of yoga with the world. Pedro, I'm, I'm pumped to have you on here. We were just talking before we turned on the mic about how funny it is, the way that we connected. But, you know, these serendipities just become more common the more you do yoga, I think. So, um, yeah, let's let's dive into it. How are you doing today? Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I am doing fantastic. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful day. I live in South Florida, so it's sunny and warm. Um, the rest of the country is like freezing uh, in the USA. So I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Here in the warmth, and I'm grateful to be here with you connecting. Um, totally serendipitous. It's like, uh, you know, that when you're on your path, the universe conspires to help you. And uh, just like you are and I am, just trying to work it out and figure it out through this beautiful path of yoga and how it's led us to this moment right here, right now is really amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well said. And yes, it's freezing here in New York, but the universe has conspired to give me a blanket that I'm wrapped up in in my little home studio. So it's all good. (laughs) That's wonderful. That's wonderful. (laughs) We always start these conversations with the same first question, Pedro. So I'm going to give you a chance to answer that. The question is, is this, what does the word Dharma mean to you? And what is your Dharma as you understand it today? So I would say that dharma means to me is purpose. And uh, my dharma in this moment is to share the gift of yoga with the world. And that's not just um, asana practice, you know. Obviously, I have this Yogi Memes account that I'm sure we'll dive into. But to really just spread love and light um, to each and every person that I can um, through the whole, through the globe. So that's my mission right now. That's what I'm working on. And it's it's going well. I really, I'm, it's going good. Yeah. Um, and you know, a nice thing about technology and social media is it makes it a lot easier to have global reach with your actions for better or worse. Um, 
yeah, let's let's talk about Yogi memes. Like, where did the idea for that come from? And for the listeners who may not have been exposed to it, what is it? What are you doing with that? Sure. So, the idea behind Yogi memes, um, it, it started actually in a Bikram yoga class, and it was in in Delray Beach down here in South Florida. My friend and I had been sending memes to each other for quite a while, just about yoga stuff. Funny, you know, funny stuff about yoga. And I was in, um, I mean, obviously you can relate cause you're, you know, you're, you're in the hot yoga community. So I was in like, um, somewhere in the spine strengthening series. And I just remember looking in the side mirror and I was totally done, like beyond exhausted for whatever reason that day I was, I was done. And I said to myself, this would be like a really funny meme of myself, um, here in this room, um, to do that. And after class, my friend who created a lot of memes with me, we happened to be practicing next to each other that day. And I said to him, hey, we should make a funny meme account about yoga stuff. And he's like, oh, that sounds cool. Let's do that. Yeah, but they weren't doing it. They weren't really enthusiastic about it. And I was like, well, this would be a great way to spread like humor throughout the yoga community. No one's really doing this kind of thing. So let's just make like light, uh, light um, humorous jokes about yoga that people can relate to. And um, and see where it goes, and and that's what it that's what it's been, and it's been like three and a half years later making these funny memes about yoga and spirituality um, on the internet, and it's it's been a really cool ride, and it's connected me with so many people, including yourself here in this moment, um, and it's been really powerful, and it's, it's really fun. Just bringing light and laughter and love to the community has been super fun. You know what's really cool about that is, you know. People take yoga can t- tend to take yoga very seriously, and to bring light to it, bring levity to it, and have some fun around it, one doesn't need to diminish from the like very real benefit of practicing yoga, as you can already tell. I mean, you've already made all these connections through something that's like more surface level and fun, which is yeah. the deeper, more <laughs> profound effect of the practice. Right, is to like have unity and connection to people. So it's interesting the way that like, ironically, it takes you deeper into the practice. Absolutely. That's so the way you said that and articulated that was really beautiful. And I really feel that like in my heart, it's like if I can provide um, a little bit of a smile, you know, on Instagram, when you're scrolling through your phone, you got I mean, you have like the attention for two seconds. So if I can have your attention for two seconds and it makes you laugh and then you can like it and maybe tag a friend and make them laugh and that ripple effect goes like around the world, that's something that um, is way bigger than than me and that it's like really amazing and I'm just grateful to be able to do that um, when I wake up and it comes naturally like it's not forced or else it'd be like work like all mm-hmm. of those memes and all the content that I create I mean I just I did this right before I got on the phone with you. I looked at a picture that someone had posted and I was like, I have like my me, my brain just like spits them out and then I can just create it really fast and I just save it for later and post it later. So yeah. 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 I'm sure your, your brain like thinks in, in mean format now. (laughs) It is. It is. I've like formatted my, I've conditioned myself to think that way. It's so weird. I can't explain it. I can't. (laughs) The other thing is I'm sure like, you know, you wouldn't be able to create this sort of content and have it be relatable and funny if it if the content wasn't fueled by your own practice so there's kind of like a natural check and balance in there to keep it oh, real yeah. yeah absolutely like if you're not practicing like for me if i'm not practicing yoga like i can't you can't create that stuff because you're not in the space to do it yeah. and uh and if you're not practicing yoga and you're looking at the memes like you you might not get all of them or any of them 
Um, unless you're again with in the space to like digest it and be like, Oh, like I totally, like I a hundred percent can relate to that or get that. Yeah. It's, it's for the yogis by the yogis. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that. So t- tell me a little bit about, you know, okay. First of all, you know, there's, there are a lot of directions we could go with this. Um, I <laughs> sure. think it's, I think it's, um, would be one interesting thing to hear about how the whole platform has changed because when you started doing this you know you were probably the one of the first yoga like humor accounts now there are tons of them yeah so you inspired a lot of people to to further that like kind of light conversation which is great but more than that i'm interested in hearing like how creating this account um affected your practice and your teaching were you a teacher before oh, yeah. you started the the profile? Yes. So I started teaching. I went to Bikram training in 2012, uh, in the fall of 2012. I started the meme account in August of 2015, so a few years later. But during that time frame in between the two, um, when I was already teaching, I started teaching right when I got back from training. Um, my friend and I would send, like I said, we would send memes to each other about it. So it was, uh, I was Cardi, car already in the space of creating funny content and in my teaching style like I'm just a, this is just who I am so when I teach yoga um, yes there's like a you know there's an element of like uh, intention and let's call it seriousness to the practice but it, and there's an element of lightness that comes along with my classes and stuff when I teach because mm-hmm. um, I don't try to be anybody that I'm not like the person that I'm talking to today on the podcast is the same person that you would meet in the coffee shop at your kids school wherever um, I'm the same person, you know? <laughs> yes. And, and the, the so, Bikram yeah. class is a beginner class, you know, it's available to, to everyone. Yeah. It's been, it's been tried and true for all body types, all ages, you know, Bikram always says Absolutely. Like, never, never too old, never too sick, all that. So I think that fits nicely with yeah. your mission I, of I, making it accessible I, to it, all. It does. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm kind of going through that now because like in my personal practice, I have, I have three kids. So I'm a lot of I'm home practice a lot. I'm like 90, I would say like 90 percent home practice. And uh, being able to commit and dedicate to that is is challenging when there's so many other things as an entrepreneur and a parent and you know, as a as a human that you can be doing with your time. So it's like really making the time and the commitments for that. So I think a lot of the memes that I've created lately and it kind of like goes along with it. That page kind of evolved with me. Um, as far as like going through teaching and going through different parts of life, it's just I'm sh- sharing whatever's going on in my life that I can relate to within the yoga space onto the page and then out to the universe. And like people, ke- more, those more people just keep relating, <laughs> just relating and relating and relating. And it has been really cool to inspire other accounts um, to make, you know, light on yoga kind of content. It's been fun to see them come and they message me and I interact with them and I'll, I'll share their content too. And it's been really cool. I've made some really good friends by uh, by doing that, um, by doing this account. Really good friends around the globe. Really good. I'm sure. I mean, I've I've definitely <laughs> experienced some of that, and I don't have nearly the reach that you do with something that's had like such a viral explosion. So um, I can only imagine, you know, all of the connections you've made. Has that played a role in what um, what other projects you've taken on, like the the South Florida festival? Um, not yet. So I would say that it's, it's very interesting. I just had a conversation with a friend about this, that even if you have a hundred thousand, 500,000, whatever it is, followers on an internet platform, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, obviously this, we're talking about Instagram specific in this moment. 
um, it doesn't really, it doesn't always translate. And you, you might be able to really relate to this as well. Of course, it doesn't really translate to people coming to like your workshop or your event. Cause it's really a global platform. So it really is challenging to get people to, um, come to like, let's say a local event. It has had some influence, but not like a major impact. I mean, I'm all the way down in the peninsula of the USA, all the way on the bottom, you know, I'm way, way down here, but I do have a good reach in my area and I'm trying to now build a list, uh, an email list and a website and that kind of thing. You know, build a business around it that people want that would like to receive my content off of Instagram. And those are the people that are, you know, more committed to Pedro Luna as opposed to like the funny stuff on the internet. Like they're really interested in like what other projects do you have going on? So it's starting to fuel those, but it's taken some time for sure. It's taken yeah. some time. Yeah. I guess that's sort of the that's the give and take with creating something that's so relatable and universal that it doesn't actually include a, a personal brand element to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and, and that's what it is. It's like when you're as an, as an entrepreneur and someone that's, you know, working in a business mindset, it's like, you have to sell brand. And with Yogi memes, I'm just giving value. Like it's just give, give, give all the time. Um, and then the, the, the brand and, you know, all the you know, everything that comes back to me, let's call it karma is, is coming back to me just by doing, just being myself. It's all coming back now with, uh, with really cool stuff. And I'm hopeful that in these next, you know, years to come or months, whatever it might be, would be events around the globe or something like that, but more like digital stuff because the digital things, you can reach more people because you're on the internet. I mean, the internet age is amazing. You can do anything on the internet, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Um, has, has getting into Yogi Memes um, and expanding it beyond your initial tight group of it was, it was basically like Bikram jokes at the beginning. Yeah. And, and I could tell totally. like before I talked to you and knew who was behind the account, I was like, this person's got to be like a Bikram teacher or a Bikram <laughs> practitioner at least. But yeah. has trying to expand the reach of that and, and be applicable to more people and accessible more globally um, introduced you to other styles of yoga? Absolutely. So when I originally started the account, I was really only I was teaching vinyasa very little. I had just done a training to teach vinyasa. So I was only teaching it very little. So now I'm the studio that I was teaching at for Bikram closed down locally to me. So I'm not teaching Bikram in this moment. Um, so I don't really practice in that space. So a lot of the content I create is more around, you know, like um, the next phases. And I did a yin training and, and then I can relate more to like the yin jokes. Uh, you know, let's call it frog, frog pose jokes. Because there's a lot of those ones, you know, uh, or vinyasa, you can relate to Navasana jokes, you know, things yeah. like that, that I wouldn't have been able to relate to uh, when I first started the account. Like, I wouldn't know what those really what was going on with that. So, yeah, yeah it, it's really helped because there's, there's way more having a more expansive, let's call it a bigger palette of yoga knowledge. And I've wanted to grow as a teacher as well. So I've really went all in on myself as a yoga teacher wanting to explore and gain more knowledge and that's just helped me to create more relatable content mm -hmm. um, as well so yeah I would say for sure it's helped me out absolutely I just like I love rehashing all the ways that uh, and, and confirming with you like the ways that something that seems so innocuous or even like superficial can actually really promote deeper learning and, and self-study. So it's cool to hear that, yeah, it motivated you to even go into another teacher training or at least play yeah. a role in some, in some extent. 
Absolutely. It, def- it definitely played a role, uh, 100%. And some people will send me uh, – people send me content and memes all the time and, like, things that they think are funny, which sometimes are funny, sometimes are not funny. I don't even understand them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what they're – what the point uh, – like, what they were trying to say. Um, but – it's it's called it's sparked interest in me like uh, like uh, we were talking about last night on a, a show that I've created on Instagram with my friend we do this yogi show like a live uh, kind of like a comedy yoga show thing that we started doing on Tuesday nights on, on my Instagram platform and I, he was talking about quantum quantum jump meditations I had never I have never really heard about what that is so it's just now I'm what like, is that I want to know I'm not I don't know like he was talking about it a little bit and it's basically like going through your day like visualizing your whole day ahead of you without actually doing it and just seeing everything that you want to do and like what would make you in the, the happiest, um, the happiest, like how would you bring all that joy into your life? Mm-hmm. Um, like for, forecasting it, seeing your future self like way ahead in time. And um, I don't know, it was like mind blowing. So now like today I'm, I wrote it down on my like my list, like I need to research this because there's got to be like there's got to be cool stuff in here. So it's just another thing on the path of like, I need to learn more about that. You know, I want to, yeah. what is that? You're like, I got to so, research this because there could be good humor content. In there. <laughs> also, maybe I want to visual, visualize a perfect day for myself. <laughs> that's so good. That's so true though. Exactly what you just said. And that's how organic memes happen. What you just said creates organic content uh, that can be viral content and it, and it can be real. Like that's just what my brain says that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How, so what, what's going on with the show? Well, what do you guys do? Each, each so, so it's kind of like an, it, let's call it like an interactive sh- show. So on Instagram live, you can do it where it's split screen. Have you ever seen that before? Uh, I think I saw when Instagram like pushed out that you could do that, but I don't know if I've seen anybody actually use it. See anybody actually use it. Yeah. So many people aren't using it yet. Like you'll see somebody hop on Instagram live and like they're talking for like two minutes and you're like, okay, where's this going? Like that's often what happens or not even two minutes you get like 20 seconds and they're talking you're like okay like i gotta keep going with my day yeah so we started um like an actual show where it's 30 minutes and there's like a theme of the week like yesterday's theme was like true life i'm grateful af and and, uh we were just talking about gratitude and um things that go on in the yoga space and people that want to connect with us and it's like an interactive show so people are commenting in like whatever they're going through and then we you know we talk about it on the show so it's kind of like uh let's just call it like it'd be like a podcast theme but it's interactive with an actual audience through their texting in you know they're yeah. writing in the comment box so it's been really fun we've done it for like i think we've had like eight episodes or something like that every tuesday night we do it and it's been it's been really fun um we get a small audience you know let's say like 20 or 30 last like 30 people stayed on like the whole 30 minutes so that's a long time if i can have someone's attention for 30 straight minutes like no commercials like 30 minutes and we do like a fun little we do like a fun giveaway and then we'll make a meme together with the audience uh like we'll put up a picture and you can make a meme and i don't know it's just like something really fun and unique and organic that we're just creating and we're just gonna see where it goes we're not making any money like we're doing it because we love it like we just want to have a community and so that's what we're doing you know right on yeah it's it's been fun (laughs) Are, is your Yogi Memes business um, monetized in any way? Yeah, so some companies will reach out to do um, like giveaways. So I have a really good audience. So the audience that I have is really, um, they s- believe in what I tell them. So I'm not going to sell any crap on my platform ever. So if I have some company that reaches out like, hey, I want to promote my yoga mats, let's say for an example, 
like we can do like a giveaway where we give away yoga mats and you know one of the rules is that my followers have to go follow that page you've seen this before yeah you know they got to go over there and follow them and then there maybe there's like a discount code at the end that they can have to purchase if they didn't win kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh but i'll always have the company send me the product and if it's something cool i'll marry a giveaway put it on my page and then uh voila we got a deal so yeah i do that sometimes but not as much as um you see some that are running ads after ads. Like I'm not interested in any of that. You know, I'm long-term vision for that page is just to keep it organic, keep it light, keep it real. And um, the products that I tell you about are going to be real. And uh, so, yeah, you know, there's a little money that comes with it, but that's not my main source of income. No, definitely not. <laughs> are, do you have, do you keep a day job apart from your teaching? Um, so I do social media work for, um, actually a yoga company. I, everything I do is like kind of in that yoga space. Cause that's like what I that's know. Great. And it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like, you know, actual work. So, uh, well, I mean, it's work for sure, but, but not like crazy hard. Um, something I didn't, I don't want to be doing. It's stuff I want to be doing and people I want to be connecting with because it's right. all in the same kind of umbrella. Yeah. It's not soul sucking um, so, work, yeah, but so it's I, work. Yeah. No, God, I already did the soul sucking stuff. I'm <laughs> yeah. over that, you know, <laughs> I'm done with that stuff. So I run a little social media for a, a yoga company. Uh, I do their stuff, a lot of things for them. And then, um, I have, uh, you know, my teaching and then I try to do like, you know, local events. Um, trying to get a retreat together right now that I'm working on. And then that's it, man. You know, outside of that, I don't, I've got three kids. Like my time is like, wrapped up in dad life like Mm -hmm. a lot yeah a lot of dad life which is great though which is really wonderful well i think it's great that you don't have to put financial pressure on yourself with regard to something that's like creating a lot of joy for yourself because that puts puts the joy a little bit in danger sometimes totally totally like and that's got to stay like protected and there was a moment where i thought about doing that like Yo, making yogi memes like something I really wanted to monetize consistently but then it turns into like a full-time work thing and there's a lot of pressure involved like you said yeah and I just wasn't interested like that's my creative out- like you know like you when you do art or your practice or something like that's a creative outlet like this is my creative outlet and uh I'd like to keep it that way as, as much as possible and allow anything that comes organically from that just to happen yeah tell me about that yeah. that process like what happened there that made you like reconsider the way that you were doing things um it was more of like this this now this feels forced and when something starts to feel forced like i immediately put resistance to it and then there comes that moment of like well i need to make because i I had just kind of let go of another little side hustle business i was doing i was like i don't really want to do that anymore i'm gonna let that go and put my energy back into like more yoga things Mm -hmm. and it was literally that day when i was gonna go or like that week i was like trying to feel this Uh, this shift in energy to put more time and try to monetize it. And I was like, I'm trying, like I'm, I'm trying. And like, that's not good. That's not good for me. I need to let it happen. And then all of a sudden a new opportunity came in with a social media client that I work for. Um, and it just like, perfect. Like that's where I want to be putting my work energy. I'll keep my creative energy over here. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it comes I, back to that point you made earlier about like the universe conspiring to to make things work yes. out nicely. I can't even tell you. So this is exactly what happened. So my son is uh, 22 months old now, almost, and he was 18 months at the. This is four months ago, five months ago, and uh, I had to make a decision. Like I need like at a, with an 18 month old, like there's no chance of you working from working from home. There's like zero 
no chance because they're trying to do everything. They're trying to terrorize everything. <laughs> so as a stay-at-home parent, I was like, I need to – like he needs to go to school for a certain amount of hours every day or a daycare center so that I can actually work or else like I'm going to go crazy and like we got we to gotta pay for stuff around this house. And, um, and that day I sent him to school and uh, I got on the phone with uh, my friend Ellie and we made a deal and, and now I work for her. And it was literally the day that I let go of like, I, I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm just going to put it out to the universe and it's all going to work out. And it worked out, man, just like that. And this was right after you let go of some side hustle that you weren't, you weren't into anymore. Yeah, it was. It was a, I let go of it the month before I had this month of like leeway of, uh, I'm going to put all my energy into yogi memes and do this thing. And then I was like, no, I can't do that. And then the day, that day I sent my kid to school, like it all happened. It all happened just like that. I feel like there's a lesson right in there too. I mean, I've, I can relate oh, yeah. to that too with, you know, when I was feeling, you know, after you practice yoga for a long time, I think a lot of people have experienced this. You just, it's, it becomes very difficult to suffer the bullshit and lie to yourself about doing something you don't like doing, you <laughs> yeah. know? And, but there's still, for people who want to hedge their risk, like, it's like, oh, I'm not ready to take this leap. But yes, you have to calculate your risk. Yes, you shouldn't do anything that's like too dramatic or, you know, throw caution to the wind. But creating space for something some new blessing to come through is is really important because if you're totally locked up with all the things that you're doing you can't even recognize the opportunities that are there exactly exactly i say it like that all the time it may be in a different wording but it's the exact, exact same message that if you're so wrapped up in something you don't want to be doing from 8 a.m to 6 5 p.m you don't have any energy or creative space to like find something you do want to be doing once it's once you get off work and go home, you know, it's like you can't have a full time job and then go get a like look for another full time job. Like it doesn't work like that. So I just I just cut the shit, let it go. And then the new things just roll right in, you know, mm -hmm. but you have to have the space for it. You got to have it. it. It takes it takes some some guts sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Some, it definitely takes some, it definitely takes some trusting in the universe for sure that it's gonna serve up what you've been working on and uh, it, it it will though you know as long as you put it out there and have the right intentions and doing things for the right reason you know, my opinion is that it it is all gonna work out yeah. it is all gonna work out yeah. so you mentioned a little earlier that you're doing a lot of your practice at home um, yeah. What what does your practice look like these days? I know that you started with a so, background in Bikram, but I'm sure you've expanded and and rerouted along the way. Absolutely, definitely rerouted. Um, now it's more of a let's call it like just like a a basic like a hatha hatha vinyasa practice uh, when it's a little bit more let's let's say it's a pumped up day, a little more intensity. But uh, I really enjoy the the calm uh, the tranqu tranquil of the tranquility of yin and, um, and slowing down because my life I feel as if is really busy all the time. Like most people, right? Everyone's always so busy. So it's very, very, very busy. So I don't need to make it any faster, <laughs> you know, speeding up my vinyasa practice. I need to do more of the centering and slowing down. And so in these moments, in these days, it's more of that, not because I'm tired, but because it's more of what my, I need, you know, to slow down and get it together. <laughs> so, so more of that in these moments. I've been, uh, you know, I started a YouTube channel just to see kind of like how, how I like doing that, teaching in front of a camera and like doing my own little practices, doing like that. And it's been, it's been good. 
I've enjoyed doing that. And I enjoyed to practice with like, um, have you ever practiced like uh, yoga with Adrian? Have you ever seen that on her, her on YouTube before? I have not practiced her videos, but I'm familiar. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I've done, you know, some of uh, a bunch of her content, you know, it's like 20, 30 minute snippets. And, uh, sometimes that's all I got, you know, that's the only time I have. And so I enjoy doing it with a teacher or someone that's holding space for you to practice. So you don't have to think about, Oh, what pose should I do next? You know, a lot of it's just organic movements and then, uh, yeah, more, more organic movements, just letting everything kind of go as it, however my body feels that day. That's the key. Tune I'm, in. I'm so with you on being told what to do, you know, as like a yoga teacher is of course you have the ability to direct your own practice and, and do your home practice yeah. without someone watching you or, or supervising. But, yeah. But sometimes that's what you need is to, to get out of like the yeah. fluctuation of your mind is to have someone tell you what to do with your physical body. You know, maybe, I mean, you, physically, I mean, maybe you did a little bit of inner work and grounding, but you know, like you need to move your physical body and not just lay there. And uh, I've had that tendency before. I'm sure I've made memes about that for sure, 100%, because that was me. I was the meme, you know. <laughs> where, where home practice is 90% Shavasana? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, but yeah, I like being like sometimes that directive and that accountability that, that someone, even if the person is in the room teaching you, like you're, you, you put on this program that you wanted to practice. So do it, you know, yeah. just do it. And has, um, you know, has this like diversity of, of, style of of yoga that you've started to practice online and with other teachers has that come into play with with your teaching yeah for sure i would say i like to so when i'm teaching class i like to share the same the same the messages that i'm receiving in the things that i'm practicing is what i like to share with my classes because it's most it's relatable i only teach two public classes a week right now so it's come up with all these different flows and all this stuff you know it's the same kind of group of people that have been coming for a long time they know me very well i know them very well so i know what they can relate to and i know the messages that i want to share so as i've gone through my yoga journey just as if they have i'm leading them um with messages and flows and poses that are relatable um, not only to me, but I know that are relatable to them and, and holding, holding space for them is, is, is the major key. So my practice and my teaching has definitely transformed, you know, m multiple times and evolved in the last six years or so since it started for sure. Right. You know, a lot of the time when our, like the crux of our message changes or anything that we're trying to like share with other people changes, it's inspired by some sort of conflict and transformation that came out of it. Can you think of a time where you really struggled either with one of your businesses, with Yogi Memes, or with your practice? And what did you do to get through that and, and come out stronger on the other side? Wow. So I was doing, I moved down to Florida four and a half years ago or so now. And I was like, I lived down here for like four months or five months and I, I was trying to do, I had never really done vinyasa and I was doing pincha, uh, pincha mayarasana in class and I had no business doing pincha, zero. Uh, I'm coming from Bikram. Like we don't do anything on our forums and like the regular Bikram class, you know, zero. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to like kick up into pincha and I real I hurt myself. 
I like, I don't know what I tore, what I like something in my, in my like oblique or my lat, just no good in my shoulder. My neck got all messed up. And for the next, like, honestly, it was like two years. I never went to the doctor, like a hard head should have went, uh, but for like two years, it hurt a lot all the time. And I was really been limited on my right side since, but in those moments when I still wanted to practice the physical part of yoga, but my body was like, you need to slow down and stop. I learned a lot about modifications and that it doesn't have to look like it does in yoga journal or on Instagram or wherever to feel good, to make yourself feel good, you know, give yourself permission to heal, slow down and take your time and be patient with yourself. And then when your body is a little bit better, you can persevere and work back to get you know, work back up to get the strength. And I think it really humbled me and taught me patience. Um, and that, you know, life happens for a reason. And yeah, it sucked a lot. And I still feel the effects of it sometimes. All in all, in the end game, it taught me to to really just honor the practice as it is, uh, for what it is. And it doesn't have to be so rigorous. It can be a little bit slower. You know, that's what it's taught me. Life yeah. taught me that, you know. <laughs> Life yeah, taught me like, that. It was no fun, though. It's, that's, the, that's the wounded heal healer, right? It's like it, you have to be able to experience, well, you don't have to, but it, sometimes it's helpful to have experienced the same pain or form of suffering that um, is experienced by the people that you're trying to help. And to have yes. no connection to that yes. makes it really difficult to come from a place of credibility when, when sharing yeah. and, and giving people <clears throat> solutions. Absolutely. Cause you can't relate. I think about this when I was dealing with, uh, you know, I went through this bout of like anxiety and panic, panic attack. Like I'd never experienced that before. And I was trying to get <clears throat> my mom to help me uh, get, you'll get my shit together, but she had never dealt with that before. So it was challenging for her to hold space to tell me what to do or who to see kind of thing. Cause she didn't know any better. And I can't be mad at her for that. Like how, how do you know, unless you know? So I don't know. I just, I, I, I remember that feeling that she kind of felt a little bit helpless in the moment of not being able to, you know, help me, but she was just doing the best she could. So when I have students that come to me with a certain injury or something that they're, that I can't relate to, I just do my best to hold the space for them um, and give them the best advice or guidance that I can. But in reality, it's like um, I can't relate directly to that, but there are many things we can relate directly to about. But if you can't, just holding space best you can to try to you know, help them heal themselves, ultimately. Yeah, and, and what does that mean to you to, to hold space? So for me, it's just allowing someone the opportunity to do the inner work by you maybe guiding them or just simply being with them. Um, that's what it means for me holding space. You know, I teach a large class on Sundays with live music here locally in town, and there's a big community of people that come. And when I teach, it's like holding space in the room, right? They know that they are in a safe place that they're going to be led through, let's say, a, a safe practice. They know that they're going to get um, consistency and that they can do the inner work and kind of shut off, you know, whatever all the outside noise is and tap in and tune in to their inner voice and kind of do that inner work that needs to be done to help heal themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and to hold space in a large group, I think is, you know, a totally different challenge from holding space or being... A, a good listener to someone one-on-one -on -one. it's like 
Both are very important and can help in very powerful but different ways. But yeah, that's a that's a skill set unto unto itself. Absolutely. And I hadn't taught a lot of private yoga um, in my yoga teaching um, journey, but I recently have uh, I have a private client that I teach now, and um, you know, teaching one on one with him who's never he has never really practiced yoga before in his life, but always been an A type. And teaching yoga to a group of, you know, let's say 95 people like I had on Sunday, totally different experience. But you're, that person is still trying to have the same effect of allowing themselves the opportunity to do the inner work within uh, the yoga the yoga thing. So mm-hmm. I love the way that you said it. And it really does make sense. It is really different. <laughs> it's so different. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's not even teaching yoga. It's just like being a good like supportive listener to someone just yeah being present for someone else's pain someone else's suffering yeah yep yep i can i can relate on on many levels just like you can my my wife is a little bit under the weather and i was just sitting on the couch last night just holding her like we're just that was it like she was just resting that was holding space you know power a powerful moment for us for sure yep exactly exactly right yeah and not trying to like fix it or impose some sort of like solution just being there and and listening is sometimes what it takes yes being less more being less doing yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) i love that saying i do that one a lot but it's so true pedro can you um share with us one thing that you're excited about that's going on now or that you're looking forward to in the future with regard to any of the things that we've talked about so far Yes. So I have been man. Okay. So I'm, I've been manifesting doing, um, like holding space on a yoga retreat. I did it one a year ago, um, in Tulum in 2018 and I wasn't going to do one this year. And then Hargobind and I connected, he, you know, he's been building this Casa on Potomac or however you pronounce it on Facebook. I've been, I've, I've been watching it for like a year and I, I was just, I texted him the other day. We got on the phone and I'm pretty confident it's going to happen. And when I was talking to him, he's like, uh, I'm like, who's coming? Because he had just opened it. I got, I was on the phone with him yesterday, I think. And he had, you know, there's only been one group that's come so far. Just, and uh, he said, well, Henry Winslow is bringing a group. And I said, oh, my gosh. Like, the universe <laughs> has brought all of this together for me. Because uh, I talked to Henry the other day, who I had never known before. And now I'm on the phone with you. And you guys know each other. And then I listened to the podcast you did with him. And it was like everything was like coming together for me, like in the last like three days, <laughs> like just like right in front of my face. That's and so incredible. that was a really powerful shift. So I really I, I really appreciate you holding space and opening that door for me by sending me a message on Instagram a couple of days ago or a week ago, whatever it was. Um, thank you so much, because that has really, you know, been powerful that one laughing face emoji that you send me look how much has like literally look how much has changed since you sent me that crazy that that is crazy and really cool yeah and for the listeners um hargobind is an amazing yoga teacher and entrepreneur himself he was the first episode of dharma talk you should definitely go check that out and see all the cool stuff that he's building and doing 
Um, yeah. So, so Pedro, you're gonna are you gonna do a retreat at Casa on Potomac? I, I'm pretty confident I'm gonna do it the first week in June. I haven't like uh, like there's nothing official yet. And he was talking when we were talking. He's like, I don't even have like a website yet. I'm like, we yeah. don't need like a website. Like I I know that you have the goods, you know. <laughs> so I just need to tell my people about it and like let's do this thing. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty. I'm like I would say like. 90 percent 95 percent sure that right that's on. gonna happen that's gonna go down so yeah that the, i mean it looks beautiful i mean i yeah. watched it i literally watched it being i don't really i'm not a big facebooker but every time like i happen to always like his posts and you know facebook keeps showing and just like instagram they'll keep showing you the things you like and i think every time i opened it like there was more work being done at casa and potomac mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> facebook and instagram really really, really like to thicken the walls of your <laughs> bubble <laughs> they do that so, uh, so good yes I'm pretty confident that's going to happen yeah oh they definitely do that 100% um, so, but um, I gotta yeah, say I'm looking forward to making that happen what Hargibin did there was really brilliant with like taking us all behind the scenes of creating that place like I felt oh, yeah. so emotionally invested throughout the whole thing yeah you know he yeah. could have been doing that behind closed doors and just had a big reveal of a perfect space but instead by being raw and and talking about all of like the decisions he was making and the challenges he was facing it it made it feel very human and 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 relatable yes. just like what we've been talking about this yep. morning yeah totally and that's why i want to go there i'm assuming that's why you want to go there yeah yeah, and also I've been to yeah. the original Casa Om as a retreat oh, okay. guest um, a couple of times, and yeah, and I know that Hargobin just makes it really special. So I I've wanted to work with him um, in some sort of partnership like that for a while, and I think it will be a really cool, really cool treat for a lot of people. That's wonderful. Yeah, I didn't know that you had been to the one in Mexico. Very cool. I, I went to Tulum instead. Uh, not instead of his place. I just chose to go to Tulum. And uh, that was cool. Like, it was cool to go to Mexico and do a retreat. And then now it's, I was, I'm doing Italy in 2020, in June of 2020. That was, I was just going to do that. But I, this has kind of been put on my plate. The universe is definitely talking to me and telling me to go here. So I'm pretty 95. I'm 100% go. I'm going. You know what, Henry? I'm you just going. decided. It's happening. <laughs> I just decided. <laughs> I'm going. It's happening. I'm taking a group. We're going. The first week or second week of June, it's in. You know, Hargobin, if you're listening, I, I already signed the paper. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. You, Dharma Talk community, you heard it here first. <laughs> Hop on. Get involved. Go go to my retreat. Go to Pedro's retreat. Just move in to Casa oh Potomac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just moving to Casa Home Potomac. Oh my God, so good. <laughs> um, all right, you know what? I think now is the perfect time to move into the final section of our interview. This is what I call the prana round, and we're going to just hit six rapid-fire questions really quick. I ask you to answer a minimum one word, maximum one sentence, okay? Ready. All right, in one word, why do you practice yoga? Oh, geez. Fun. Nice. I haven't heard that one yet, and it seems very appropriate. What's your yeah. favorite yoga pose and why? Oh, I love a uh, happy baby. Feels great for the hips. What is the single best cue or piece of advice that you've ever received from a teacher? Um, cut the shit and just do it. <laughs> Okay, recommend <laughs> one book, either modern or ancient, for our audience. 
You Are the Placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Life-changing. All right. Is yoga for everyone? 100%. It was in the opening thing that you read today. Everyone. Uh, okay, final question. How can our audience get in touch with you and how can we support you in your dharma? I uh, appreciate that. So yogawithpedro.com. I made that website a few months ago and I was so excited to have a website. I wanted to have one for so long and I knew I needed it. So yogawithpedro.com has all the information about uh, me and what I have going on through yogi memes, retreats, uh, whatever um, there. And then uh, on Instagram, at Yogi Memes is the funniest, most hilarious thing you might see today, and hopefully it brings a little bit of joy to your life. So those two platforms, you can find everything about me that you'd ever want to know on the internet. And more. <laughs> Pedro, yeah. thank and you more. so much for hopping on the call this morning and chatting with me. I'm, I'm really happy that we got to meet and I could put a voice and name behind this hilarious account that I've been following. Um, Dharma Talk listeners, I'm sure, will be happy to connect with you. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. It means so much. Appreciate you so much, Henry. Thank you. Hey, Dharma Talk community. If you enjoyed this podcast and you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button right now. And if you'd like to show your support even more, leave me an honest review on iTunes or whatever podcast directory you listen on. You can also make a financial contribution to keep the show up and running, a donation at henrywins.com. And remember, I'm here to serve you. So if you have any questions or comments or ideas, you can always reach me on Instagram at henrywins. Otherwise, I'll speak to you next week. Keep living your dharma.